Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Before we get into it tonight, I just want to take a minute and thank each and every one of you that stopped by the booth this past weekend at the Ohio Bigfoot Conference. I can't thank each and every one of you enough. I truly enjoyed every minute I got to spend with you. Love talking about everything, hearing your stories. I got about a page and a half worth of names and contact information for people that want to be on future episodes. It was terrific. The energy was insane. The crowd was great. Everybody was in a good mood. I didn't see a sour face on anyone. I was lucky enough to be sat between a couple of former guests. To one side of me, I had Jill Ziegler, Jay-Z Art. She had all of her Bigfoot uh, ceramic art there. It was amazing. She even brought the ones that she commissioned for me. Thank you so much, Jill. To the other side of me were the crew from the Cryptids of the Corn podcast. Their, their leader, Justin England. He was on an episode, I think, maybe 52. Tater Big Stomp stopped by the booth, sat down. We had a great conversation. Lovely, lovely lady. And uh, she even did us a solid by going out on an alcohol run for us. So for you, it was, it was, a, it was a pleasure meeting you. And thank you for... Showing back up later in the night with your uh, your tasty homemade moonshine. We certainly appreciated that. Then I got to give a big shout out to Joel Thomas of Band Van Tesla. He and his girlfriend Christina showed up. They spent an inordinate amount of time with us. Uh, they filled both of our evenings after the show with uh, just talk about everything from Star Wars to Bigfoot to ufos to anime it was it was amazing they went out to the the bonfires with us they just it was icing on the icing on the cake for us they were just great great people loved hanging out with them mark uh mark deworth from the uh, ohio bigfoot conference did an amazing job that chaos that uh, that he had to put up with uh, getting that launched and and off the ground i can't imagine him doing it for the past 10 or so years, I believe, did an amazing job and managed to make everybody feel like an old friend. So to you, Mark, thank you so much. And thank you for giving us an opportunity to sign up for next year so quickly. John Hickenbottom, you'll recognize him for my episode that I did with the Ohio DNR. He was there. I got to speak with him a couple of times. We didn't get into too much of it. But on the way out, when we were leaving for the uh, weekend, he committed to doing another episode with me, and I think what we're going to do is probably review some of the... He's a huge horror movie nut, and as well as I and my son. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to probably do a show on Bigfoot movies, the ones you should watch and the ones you should probably not waste your time with. So we got that in the works. Back to Joel Thomas. We've done two episodes previously. And if you haven't heard enough from him, we're going to do another one. And if the two episodes we've done already haven't blown your mind and woke you to some of the things going on in this world, I guarantee you this next one will. So other than that, uh, one more shout out to Stacy Moore. She was the head of, uh, I think she's the head of catering and sales there at the lodge itself. An amazing woman. So kind, so wonderful. Somehow she managed to be almost everywhere that we were at the same time, always checking to make sure we had everything we needed. It was, she was just amazing. So if you go there, if you're lucky enough to run into her, you're going to be in good hands. Thank you, Stacy, so much. 
So on to this interview, which I was able to record with the gentleman there at our booth. So there is going to be some background noise with the people that were going through the, uh, the vendors areas. But I think we captured the essence of, of what he was trying to get at. Um, so if you, can, if you can kind of forgive the noise in the background, this gentleman was quite animated. And I have to say, based on the way he was dressed, it was a loud Hawaiian shirt. Um, quite frankly, the guy, the first time I saw him, my initial response was, holy shit, Sammy Hagar is here. <laughs> and and <laughs> it, it wasn't, obviously, it wasn't Sammy, but uh, this guy, Scott Bloom, he likes to go by the name Captain. Uh, that's his nickname. He is a oil field trucker, and uh, his son and his coworker with, with him, they all three do the same job in uh, western Pennsylvania. And they haul prepared water and uh, brines to, to gas and oil sites that are in remote locations throughout Pennsylvania, West Virginia, that area. Um, but the thing about what they do is they do it in the dead of the night. So during the time that they spend there, uh, whether they're pulling in water or hauling out drill mud, they have encountered weird lights, weird sounds, things coming out of the, literally coming out of the woodwork in the forested areas around those uh, cement pads that they, they work at. So this is his story. I hope you enjoy it. God knows I did. We'll be back with more from Salt Fork, and we'll be back with some more regular episodes as well. So keep tuning in every week, Tuesday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern. Don't forget, Bigfoot and Brews is coming up September 10th. Head over to BigfootandBrews.com. Tickets are available. Purchase them now. If you're a vendor and you'd like to be a vendor there, the information is online there as well. You can purchase your vendor's ticket. And if you'd like to help sponsor it, you can also do that through that site. If not, if you'd like to have, uh, because the site takes a little bit of a percentage off, if you'd like to send the money directly to me, you can do that through PayPal or Venmo as well. Contact me at contact.uncomfortable at gmail.com if you have any questions, concerns, and if you have any experiences that you'd like to be on the show and talk about, hit me up there, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and make sure you subscribe to us everywhere you listen to us. Doing that, I was face-to-face with it. It was holding me by my throat, and it felt like it was sucking something out of me. I probably should have been more scared than I was when I witnessed the exorcism. I turned and looked on my right side. When I did, there's there's a beam on the side of the tree, a large beam. It's looking at me and I'm looking at it. After I hit the lock button and looked back up, I saw red eyes staring back at me. If they're going to show multiple gods, all over the earth, be able to speak in people's languages. And at that point, it kind of converge into this one entity, which will be revealed as extraterrestrial. You'll realize that aliens are the gods of old. And at that point, it'll wipe religion out of the context of humanity. No, it couldn't have been a person, I know that. I know that people can't run through the woods like that. 
So this thing comes into view, and I see it. It's 50 yards away from me. It's walking. It's walking on two legs. It's huge. This is a big, hairy-looking bean. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here at Salt Fork State Park in Ohio at the Ohio Bigfoot Conference. And we've got a ton of people coming through here. I've got all my equipment. Obviously, I've decided to sit down with a couple of guys here who, man, I tell you what, when you hear this guy, he is so animated. His name's Scott. And uh, they got some they got some crazy stories. Yep. Scott, welcome, welcome to Uncomfortable. Introduce oh, introduce you. everybody we got uh, yeah, here. This is Scott Captain Bloom. I got Rob Humphreys and Junior, my son, with us right here at Salt Fork. So you came up to the you came up to the table here and uh-huh. you started telling me a story. And uh, I, I couldn't I couldn't interrupt you fast enough because I was like, dude, you gotta you gotta get over here. We gotta record this. So yeah, well, um, me and Rob was out on a site working on an oil and gas field site in Southwestern PA. We do this every night. We're there all night long. Every night we work night shift. And he noticed it first. What did you notice? Yeah, first of all, I want to start by saying, like, I've always been a skeptic skeptic person. You know, everybody always says, oh, Bigfoot's out there, or there's aliens, you know, and I always look for, well, but it could be, and then... And I think that's a healthy approach. You you have to always... I was at that point one time. Yeah. And and that night, that night, it was different. We we work in the gas and oil industry, you know. So we and we work night shift, which some a lot of people won't do. Right. So seeing stuff out there, you know. We are always in the middle. It's, of seeing stuff, crazy stuff going on, right. you know, over the years. And we're always and then, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. You know? And that night we were just loading, and I I noticed for a little while, you know, this little spectacle. And it just kind of seemed like it was focused in on us. Yeah. And I just kept thinking, you know, maybe it's uh, something from another well pad or a drone. Or and then he starts tapping me. I'm doing the paperwork for our or load out. Right. You know? He starts tapping me. Hey, there's something watching us. I'm like, what's going on? You know? And then he goes, I'll be. It's all right. Go ahead. It's right there. And I'm like, holy shit. I jump out of the truck with my phone. And I showed you the recording what I right, did. Right, right, right. And we, I go running around the truck. You can't hear much because we're loading. If we stop loading, then we have problems with the truck. Right. Can't do that because we're in the middle of loading. You got to let it load out. So I jump out with my phone and I start recording this thing. And it looks like Foo Fighters mixed with I don't know what coming. And it... After I jumped out, it started approaching us. Yeah, it, it, it came closer. Yes. And, and what it was like, it was just hovering. And then it would move. It would move a couple feet. And it actually knew that I, it seemed like it knew I was recording it with my handheld phone. We even at one point, like, walked around the truck because we were on one side of the truck. 
and rather than step over, because we had hoses connected, you know, yeah. to load water, rather than step over, we walked around and it like moved with us. Yeah, no and kidding. It, and it, it was it, in the middle was, of winter too. Weird. We had ice. I was on ice. I was like, holy shit, this thing's coming at me, man. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, what, what do I do here? You know. So let me interrupt you real quick. You know, like from your guys' perspective, did you have did you have an idea in your head? How far away this thing was from you, and and did you have any idea on the size of it? It was so weird because you couldn't get a gauge on it because it showed you flashing bl- blimps of balls, yeah. light, and then it showed you a rotational spin. And as soon as you thought you figured out how far away it was from boom, you, boom, it changed. It just looked different. You know, at one point it looked like it could have been forty or fifty feet away. And then, you know, another perspective, just a second later, it, it looked like it was an, an airplane passing. You know what I mean? Yeah, right, yeah. It, like, it, it was just, it was so hard. Towards the end, I'm trying to film this. I jump out of the truck. I'm on ice and rock and everything. And I'm trying to gauge it and, and zero in with my phone. That's all we had. Right. Um, but when I did finally get a gauge on it, it started moving. And I go around the truck on my video I showed you. And I'm trying to figure out what's going on up here, you know? And I'm filming it. It goes right over the top of the tanks we're pulling from, the water from. And then it goes uh, like a rocket ship. Wouldn't you say? Like it yeah, disappeared. It's just like, it just shoot, like straight, straight up, up in the air, man. Blew me away. And we're it didn't out the even go here. up and like go one way. It was just and, gone. And we were waiting on Junior here to get to us. That's why we were waiting in the truck, right? Because he was dispatched to go up there and pull a load of water with us, you know. So we're waiting on him to come. He arrived after the fact, but it blew us away. It was crazy. It, it was. It was definitely something that I can't explain. <laughs> nope, I can't explain it either. So, you know, basically, I mean, you showed me the video of it, and it does look like it's some somewhat of a structured craft. Right. Right. You know, um, I mean, having, having, it's so hard because, you know, whenever I see a blinking red light, that always, that always to me, Indicate some kind of aircraft, exactly. And, you know, but but like on a blue, you know, and, and when red. I and when I first looked at it, I thought, well, maybe that could have been a drone. That's but, what I had thought at but, first. But you know, drones typically will have two red or yellow lights and two green lights on the opposing uh, rotor blades, and and they'll flash. Sometimes they stay stagnant, right? But what what you were showing me. It wasn't. It wasn't really following any pattern. No, it wasn't not at all. And as fast as it disappeared, that's what. That's yeah. That, that was me. the straw for me. Like, yeah. As fast as it had gone. Right. Yeah. yeah exactly. I, it just blew my mind. Like I, I, I was lost. The speed like a bullet, like beyond a bullet, gone, disappeared, I mean, unreal. We haven't been not because we didn't want to go, but we haven't been to that pad since. Yeah. So, you know, it's not something I can say it's there every time we're there. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? Now, when you when you first came up to the table and started telling me about this, you were saying that there's there's other people that that go to that area that won't even get out of their trucks. Yes. So yes, let's, go, let's go into that. In that area, you? okay. Well, it starts with the Yablonski pad out there. It, it's, um, what's that? You're good. Yeah. Well, there's a pad out there. The Yablonski Murders, are the family, has a pad named that. 
that same name. And uh, it's, a, it's a pad that's named after a family that was murdered. Is that what you're yes, saying? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and it's haunting. I'm telling you right now, man. This place will make your skin crawl. And what, it, what kind of stuff is going on out there? All right. Well, I was out there 2016, 2017. Um, I was dispatched out there to load. And I go down. And it's in a fishbowl. Heavy fog. Okay. Heavy fog that night. And it's the middle of the night, 2.33 in the morning. I go down in there to go load. Okay. And uh, the, the pumpkin for that pad the load out of we call is in the center of the battery and it had a hose so it's a double hose at the time i haven't been there in years but it's a double load hose you have to attach your hose to that hose to load your truck well at the time the company i was working for at the time you had to throttle up your your uh, idle to keep it running or okay. yeah. shut off fuel saving fuel right well i didn't do that at the time and it shut the truck shut off right so i'm out there putting down my uh normal stuff cone chalks all know. the safety stuff oh, we yeah have to exactly put down. yeah grounding deer run through the pad four or five of them at a brisk pace and i'm like wow that's crazy you know what's going on and like all of a sudden spooked. yeah they were spooked big time and then I heard this howling and screaming going on in the woods. I'm surrounded. There's nowhere. I'm up on a, on a hill, way up. Uh, we call it it'd be a mountain. Thing. Out in Colorado, it wouldn't be. But I'm okay. just saying. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. So, a so, good size hill. Yeah, it's a nice size hill. But anyhow, I'm hearing this uh, type of stuff going on. I can't even do it right. Loud, loud, oh, I mean, loud and deep. I mean, like lungs the size of a, you know. Uh, huge um and then i'm like the hair standing up on the back of my neck i'm like what's going on here at any minute i'm ready to be i'm thinking i'm going to be attacked because this thing's screaming and branches is this, are is this where you said you had the knife on you and yeah, oh, yeah yeah i pulled my knife and i had a big wrench out you know and i believe he was in the same area at the time but he what like loading the door work you know yeah, yeah i was he had called me yeah and I, like I said, being a skeptic, I'm. I was like, yeah, okay. I'm like, hey, bro, I'll, man. I'll see you after a while. I'm gonna get. If something happens to me, man, let people know. You know, it's, something's going down up here. Isn't that interesting? Because I've had I've had a couple other people that I've talked to, and one of them was a Bigfoot experience. And as the guy was going into the woods, he had gotten into the woods far enough where he felt that it was dangerous for him to turn around and go back. He was gonna. He was gonna continue to go to his stand until daylight came up, and then he was gonna exit. But at that point, he called his wife and said, "Listen, if I don't come back, this is where you need to start listening, That's looking for me." And he literally yeah. sent her his location because he was that freaked out about the stuff that was going on around yeah, him. Yeah, he called me, and I just, I yeah. just blew it off. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's Captain being Captain type thing, you it's, know? It's, it's weird. It's just an uneasy feeling. Yeah. And uh, what happened was I heard these screams and then the breaking of branches. Now, it's heavy fog. I'm down in this dip. i never seen anything. But I'm telling you what, man, my spider sense was tingling because I was <laughs> shook up, man. I had my knife out. I had a, a big wrench. I called him and let him know what was going on. I'm like, hey, man, something's happening here, you know? 
and my truck is shut off. Well, I loaded that truck like the Daytona 500 pit crew. <laughs> I was so fast and hooking everything up because I wanted out of there. Yeah. My skin was, I mean, I had goosebumps. My hair was tingling. And we got that truck loaded. I did. Okay. And I'm like, what's going on here? You know, I'm like, I fired that thing up and I got it running and loaded the truck. And then after I got loaded and everything put away, and I mean, I'm, I'm racing around the truck. I got everything put up and all. It's heavy fog. I've never been to this pad before. This is the first time I've ever been there. Okay. I'm like, I got to see what's here. I got to see what's going on here. But I'm afraid to shut the truck off. Watch it won't start again. Right. So I pull the truck around. I have every floodlight, everything on. And I pull that truck up by the woods line. And there's like a hundred yards of woods right by that pad. But the things, I have every floodlight, every every light I have on, and I shut it off. And listen, and then that's when I heard the breaking of the branches. And I don't know how to describe it, but like a, like that type of shit going on. It was crazy. And I couldn't see nothing because it was dense fog. I have him as my lifeline a couple mile away at another pad. I got him coming up from another he was working at another company at the time he was coming up rolling towards me junior was and you know i'm up there and it's like fog i couldn't see so i'm like i'm getting the hell out of here man i fired that truck up i put it in gear and i the fog was so dense i could not find a way out of this pad it was like craziness i could not find a way out i'm driving that truck around revving it at 2000 rpm trying to find a way out of there and then i finally found the entrance where the exit entrance so you, you were you were so worked up that oh yeah you, so worked you, up you, probably, you, you were probably you i thought that i was going to be attacked at times, any yeah. second any no. i mean my blood was i had the shakes like going back to the going back to the sounds that you heard, you know, not yeah. not necessarily just the tree breaks or anything, but that yeah, you know. And then earlier you you said a something deep, about deep howl. a deep growl, you, 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 like that. You yeah. had any idea? Of, you no, know, like I've how, never heard how, that in my life. But I mean, how tried. how far away did it seem? Very close to you, or did it seem fifty yards off in the distance? 50 to, well, it started in the distance, the breaking and the and the craziness, and then it come at me towards me slowly like lumbering through yeah. the woods agile yet clumsy on purpose you know what i'm saying yeah. it could be silent for a minute and then all of a sudden want that sound that breaking to let me know get the hell out of there man yeah you know and i've talked to other guys they're scared to load there in that area am i right yeah some guys won't even go they won't like even if go. they, they get dispatched they'd rather lose their job than go and then no we shit. have this yeah, UFO that's, that's how bad it is. And then we have this UFO stuff going on too. Yeah. On top of it, it's crazy out there. It, you know that's that's insane because you know so many people talk about the 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 connection between UFOs and Bigfoot, and no, I don't believe Bigfoot is you know a pet of the the aliens. And we don't the, know nothing, but we don't know what the hell's going on. We don't know on. what's going on. Exactly. There's something going it, it on is, out there. It is so prevalent. We can't prove it. We we can't put our finger on it. But there's something going on out there. Well, it's so prevalent, and you know this. Not to get off your topic, but uh, one of the gentlemen I had on a couple of weeks ago, Scott Thompson, he does a an app for your iPhone. It's called uh-huh. the Bigfoot Napping Project. Yeah. And basically, what it is is it's an interactive app that when you look at the U.S., it'll show you all the uh, the Bigfoot reports that he's collected 
um, through various different organizations. BFRO, which is here, um, is one of them. And you can you can tap on each one of the experiences, and it'll give you a little legend, and it'll tell you what happened there, what date it was, you know, whether it was a sighting or a sound or, you know. Um, but I had talked to him about, I said, I would like to do another show with you, and I would like to address the UFO So we found a website that has collected UFO reports from back to 1903. And it has, it it has done the same thing that he did by pinpointing these UFO sightings, right? So he overlaid that map of the UFO sightings with the map of the Bigfoot sightings that he has Mm -hmm. across the U.S. And wouldn't you know that they match up perfectly? Yeah, well, the hot the hot spots for both sightings are are almost identical. I, I experienced a wampus cat episode. Tell me about years that. ago down uh, West Virginia PA border, Greene County, Washington County area. Oh man, this thing! I was out actually. I was flintlock hunting with uh, my father, my brother, and a few other friends. This thing come down. I thought it was a deer. I was getting ready. I have a, you know, as your flintlock, you have a set trigger and then you pull trigger, right? Right. right. So I cocked that flintlock back. The original muzzle loader. <laughs> yep. Original muzzle loader. This thing, I'm thinking, oh man, a deer. Early, let me back up a second on that. Earlier, I had a doe charge me in the fog. Again, this was a, a wild morning. Uh, they come at us and it like was like two, three foot away. I was. I was like blown away by that. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, wow, that's close as a deer ever come to running into me, you know? Yeah. Well, here, little did I know, it was running for its life from this cat, this big cat. Big cat. Um, this cat it was blackish with tan striping in it a little bit. And I'm not talking zebra stripe, I'm just talking tan. Yeah. This thing made a lion look like a. Kitty cat. And where is this again? This is on the border between West Virginia and PA. And I didn't know what it was. I'm on a walkie-talkie. I'm like, I got one shot at this thing if it comes at me. If it wins me, I'm a dead man, even with a 50 caliber muzzle on Yeah. You know, I have a Bowie-type knife. I back up into this tree where I'm at. There's an open hillside right here. I'm waiting for a deer to come down. When this thing comes barreling down, man, you could see the the tail was the size of like a wiffle ball bat, a giant one of them old yeah, red ones. Yeah, the big ones. Yeah. yeah, a big fat tail on it. It was about five foot long at least, tail, the tail. The body of it, I would say, was about eight to ten feet. What, so give me a description of this thing. What did it, I mean, is there anything? It looked like a, a picture from a saber-toothed tiger. Oh, shit. Only a darker version. This thing was huge. I'm talking the paws. The paws at 100 yards away, with my binoculars, I could see the paws lifting up as it trotted off, and they were like the size of a, a catcher's mitt. I'm telling you, this thing was huge. What about canines? Did it have a protruding? Uh, yeah, it had protruding like teeth. Really? I, I, yeah. But now, is but, that something that you've heard of in that area before? I didn't. I didn't know anything about this. I got on the walkie-talkie to my family and said, "Hey, man, there's a gigantic circus-like cat out here, man. Beware." Be- I was worried about my family, sure, because yeah. I have all my family in the woods there, you know. Yeah. 
So, and they brushed it off like nothing, you know. But I said, if you would have seen what I'd seen, you'd think twice today about going in them woods yeah. with just a muzzleloader or a one-shot. You better have a casul or something bigger to handle this thing. Because if, if you don't handle it right away, it's going to handle you. So where, where did you come up with the, the, the terminology, the wampus cat? I've that... seen that on movies then eventually. This was like 20 years ago. Yeah. But this, i seen this terminology and all that from watching like Mount Monster Show and looking up online what it is. Just from us talking over the years, isn't that what got you into the... Yes. You know, the yes. whole... This is what he got was me skeptic. Into... He was skeptic before yeah. too. Yeah. Tell him, Judy. Yeah. Right, tell them, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, it made you aware, you know? Like, look at your surroundings. Right. After we, that, I warned you yeah, what's out there. A lot of us, you know, we look at our phones, and we're not paying attention. We're wrapped around our phones and our daily lives. Sure, yeah. We don't look at what's going on around us. But when you go out in the woods and there's no phone signal, there's no technology. And we're out there all the time with our job. And we're out there at night, all night long, in the woods, going down roads we've never been before, very little traffic at all, if, if any. You know, private lands and all. We we see it all. Yeah, it's it's very, very private. Like, it, this isn't places to where you see school buses and stuff. No, yeah, right. it's get that back there. Yeah. It's definitely alone, isolated areas, little tiny back roads. They're dirt. Yeah, I mean, they're not, there's no pavement sometimes. You go back in here. Houses may be 5 to 10 to 20 mile apart. Yeah. From where we're at, depending on location. It's it's definitely the woods. It's definitely, and Pennsylvania has a way of like just being eerie in itself. Because, you know, fog, heavy dense fog. Pennsylvania, Ohio. West Virginia, we're we're deep into West Virginia a lot, and there's a lot of crazy stuff going on down there too. Absolutely, there's a lot of crazy stuff it, going on all over the yeah, place. Yeah, in this area, between this tri-state area, this is the, I'm willing to bet this is a hot spot yeah. for because you got all the natural. Soon. We're going to figure something out eventually. I don't care what anybody out there says. I'm telling you, we are involved in our work, and it is involving us in their territory and it's something's gonna break now is there ever you know like i assume you've been doing this for years yes okay is is there ever has there ever been any discussion from like you guys the workers that are going out to this place and the company that's putting you out there no in this situation has there ever been a conversation that it's it's amongst drivers it's amongst us workers yeah, what there's some management that is that is knowing about it. They might it, know, yeah. And but the thing is, is they you know they got their status quo that they got to get. Yep, sure, the job still yeah. got to get done. Yeah, you know. But I, I'm telling you, there, you got so many natural resources too. When you look at the area, it, why why wouldn't it seem like a place for something to explore? Sure. But what is so great about us? We're out there every night. We're getting paid to do this, but yet we are out there in the middle of nowhere seeing these things, actually recording what's going on. I I showed you that video of that unidentified object in the air. That's just one thing. A lot of times we got stuff happening. We don't record. We're not allowed to have our phone out in certain areas and record. We don't. I mean, but there's so much out there happening. It's unreal. It is unreal. And we're out there right on the front lines of everything happening there. Absolutely. You know, when we were out at that Scott's run 
Yeah. What we see in them eyes, you know. Yeah. Normally, you, you see green eyes out of the woods, you know, animals yeah, deer and, stuff. and stuff. Me and him, he was, we were loading a truck. We were working together. These eyes were 10 to 12 foot tall up in the well, wasn't in the trees. I told him, yeah. get back. He was chasing him with a light heading towards it. And then yeah, all of a sudden, I'm more of an adventurous kind of guy. <laughs> more eyes showed up. My, I run I, into it. You froze dead center in on yeah, I Yeah, when, when I seen the eyes, I wanted to know because I'm just like everybody else. I want to know. Right. I want to know what's looking at me and what's on the other side. Yeah. Of, of the universe that we don't know. And we got guys that are afraid to get out of their trucks. When, when they load, they go back in their truck, lock the doors. They're Absolutely. scared. They're, they're scared. They're, they're, they're really scared. scared. These are grown men we're talking about, like truck drivers. That, they, you know, and they've you seen it all. Indian burial or something? Here, Jason. Yeah, here. Here's, here's, here's Rob. Give it to Rob. You know, Rob, I'm going I'm, I'm to say this. And, you know, I mean, we're talking about some weird shit. But you're sitting here. And you're, you're listening to Scott and his son do a lot of the talking. And and you've got this fucking thousand-yard stare that, that's going on as you're, you know, you're just you're just staring off into, I'm, I'm watching your eyes, and you're not watching, you're not watching a bunch of people walking by here. We have, you know, hundreds of people coming through here. You're, you're, you're at a dead stare looking across the room, and I can see that, you know, I can see there's, there's some some stress on your face related to what these guys are talking about. You know, so, my mind, my mind is like, this is the first time I've ever been to anything that's ever had to do with Bigfoot or, you know, this is the first time that I've ever sat down to talk to anybody about, about things that have happened, yeah. you know, and, and the more I think about, I'm, I'm 37 years old. But this industry that I've been in, I've been doing since 2008. You know, so I've been doing it for a while, and and I've actually I hear stuff from people. You know, and, and my mind goes back to things that people have said in the past and that I've blew off. And what really hooked him was me and him in the truck yeah, with that UFO. Yeah, that that's what that's what just it blew my mind. But just thinking about stuff that I've blew off from people saying over the years. Yeah. You know. My distress call to him on everybody, that pad. Everybody says, oh, I've never seen that or I've never. Maybe it's because you, 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 you don't go in with the mind that you might. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's what I'm struggling with is have I seen stuff in the past that I really didn't pay? You know what I mean? I, that I didn't actually look at. You know, because I've seen stuff over the years that, like, all oh, well, that could just be that, and I blow it off and keep about going. But, you know, in reality, this may not be the first time that I've actually focused in and right. said, "Oh man, well, that's think, weird." You well, know? I think I think civilization, us as a as a culture, having been civilized for, you know, a long, long time now, we've had we've had walls around us, we've had roofs over our heads. We've had doors that we can lock for a long time. And, you know, it makes me wonder when you when you go back to what we were when we were sleeping next to a fire ring and we were sleeping with one eye open and or one guy was staying awake all night while the rest of the, the tribe slept to keep whatever was out there, whether it be wolves or, or cats or whatever at bay, you know, that, that instinct for survival. 
you know, and, and sometimes when you start thinking about, you know, other um, other sensory perceptions, you know, like a sixth sense or, or stuff like that, that we we probably most certainly had at one time. Right. And, and with civilization having protected us so much, we've we've lost the use of that. And I think that I think that when you run into somebody who still has that kind of a somebody that still has that kind of a perspective, I think those are the people that are open to having these kind of experiences and recognizing for what they are. Right. And I want to just say thank you for letting us be able to express what we've seen oh, man, and heard. Been, I'm so and happy. Everything. It's awesome, and I'm I'm thankful to be here with you and be able to express and tell our tale and story or events, yeah. I should say. Yeah, this is, this is way different for me. You know, this is, and, and especially, I'm not one to talk about stuff. I, I get that from I get, I get, I get in you. a comfort zone and I don't, I don't like to get out. Yeah. This, yeah. this is different and just, you know, it's, it's different. Yeah. And I, I mean, I enjoy it. Well, I tell you, I can't, I can't thank you guys enough for coming back here. Oh, I know yeah. it would have been super easy for you guys to just bypass and go, ah, we're not going to do that. Yeah, well, but I'll tell man, you what. I'm, I'm super happy you came back here. So many times I've been made fun of, or, or told to, that uh, you, you don't know what you're talking about, type, type yeah. deal. But I know what I've seen and I know what I've found out, and it's, it's not a coincidence. It's just because we're involved in the nighttime in the middle of nowhere forest countryside everywhere you know yeah and uh, if you're out there enough you're going to experience some some crazy stuff am i right right yeah and we're out there 24 7 damn near sometimes i mean you know we work a 12-hour shift eight of that 12 hours is out in the middle of nowhere right yeah well you know on on this piece of paper this brochure i have about explaining my podcast You'll find if you read on there, there's a section in there where I said that I created this as a non-toxic environment. This is this is nobody I ever talked to. Do I look at weird? Do I roll my eyes at? Right. This is this is a safe space for people who have weird experiences to come on and talk about them and get it out to a bunch of other like-minded people who listen to this show and get to hear your experiences. So um, I can't I can't thank you guys enough. And well, we thank you all. Sir. You know what? Before you leave. Uh, Scott, I already got your number down here. Um, if you don't mind, yeah, I'll leave mine. And, and let's stay in touch. And uh, you know, yeah, if we'll, this give stuff, you a, we'll give you an update all the time. If on this what's is stuff on. you guys got going on an ongoing basis, I want to hear about it, man. Yeah. So no, this is just scratching the surface of some stuff. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, thanks a lot. You guys enjoy the rest of your weekend up here. It's yep. a great time. Spend some money with the vendors. I can't oh, thank yeah. you enough for sitting down with me. It's been a great conversation. Hey. Enjoyed meeting the hell out of you. So. Yeah, man, I appreciate Thank your you. time, and God we'll definitely you be running into you. All yeah. right, man. Thank you guys so much. I want to hear your story. I want to hear your experience. So email me at contact.uncomfortable at gmail.com. If you enjoy the show, then leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. Share the show with your friends. Share the show on social media. Make sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. All at Uncomfortable Podcast. And until next week, my friends, stay uncomfortable.